Hey folks, it's Tomo, Sean, and Andrew from What's Going On Here. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tomo Lovrick, and with me, as usual, I have my cohorts, the uh, very, uh, the very Breaking Bad, Mr. Sean Quigley. For those of you that will see this on uh, a video eventually, uh, Sean, how are you, sir? How are things? I'm good. You know, I'm uh, I'm going through a phase right now. Uh-huh. Okay, um, as you can see from YouTube. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, it's quite a pretentious phase. Okay. But uh, an important one. I, I'm 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 like a poet, uh, but I'm also I'm a poet, but I don't write poems. If you know what I mean. I'm like kind of like I have poetry to write, but I don't put it down on paper. I just okay, so yeah. Okay, so you're saying you're a cocksucker, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good. Good. We'll market this. Is this is good for the podcast? We can market this filter to our fans, and and people can. uh... I should have done this from the beginning. You should, sure. Sure. Why not? Why not? (laughs) (laughs) And and with us as always, we have the handsome, the inimitable young Mister Andrew Albergies. Andrew, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Wish I had a cool top hat, but otherwise, great. Okay, very cool, very cool. And in this special episode, we have a guest with us, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one of my old friends. You might be you might be following him already on Instagram. Alex's infinite interests. He is an artist, a critter wrangler, and one of NYPD's uh, uh, finest. Uh, and I mean that in underwear. You got to see this guy in underwear, Mr. Alex. <laughs> Alex, how are you, sir? Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. And yes, I uh, I'm actually not wearing pants at the moment. So if anybody wants to show it anything, just let me know. And I am Excellent. here to serve the public interest. Excellent. Well, that's that's <laughs> no always, especially with audio. It really works. It really works when nobody's wearing pants on audio. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I look at Howard Stern. That's that's how he got where he got. You know. Yeah, so. Man. Okay, folks. Those that don't know, uh, our show discusses current events in pop culture. And the main thing that we do is review delicious drinks, uh, uh, adult beverages, if you will. Uh, today, we will be reviewing The Batman. Uh, so, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen The Batman. You're going to get hit with a bunch of spoiler alerts on this episode. And to kind of go along with the beer, because there's no Batman beer, and prominently displayed on poster, The Dark Knight behind Andrew there to his... Is that left, right? I, I, is it mirrored? It's, uh, it's on my left. Okay, very now, good. If I turn that way, it's on my right. But if sure, I sure, sure, sure. This yeah. way, it's on my left. Sure, yeah. All right. 
And the beer we are reviewing today is a dark Belgian ale called Delirium Nocturnum. Mm. Really to go with the Dark Knight. See what you did there. See what yeah. you did there. You yeah. see that? Well, uh, this is a 8.5% uh, Belgian ale. And it has 26 IBUs by the Huyge Brewery, which is a family brewery, since 1654. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine just working with your family for 400 years? I barely got 50 and I'm ready to kill them all and just like kick them in the grave. It's like, holy oh, crap. I, I just visited my family in Florida for four days and it was all I could do. <laughs> <laughs> Tapping out by three and a half. Okay. All right. So uh, since... The beer, the drinks are really the star of the show. Let's start that off. I got some big bottles. There was a little production snafu. Sean was supposed to have a big bottle as well. But luckily, and I didn't deliver, but he ran out like the trooper he is and got it in cans. So let's give our audience the sounds and let's taste some of this deliciousness. Ooh. I knew I should have waited to open mine up. Such a loser here. That's okay. I, sh- I should have given you a heads up, but that's oh, look at this. It's pretty. It's pretty. Maple, it's maple syrup pretty. Look at that. It sure is. Yeah. Look at that. That's a gorgeous color. I think I gave myself a little too much head. No pun intended. No such thing, my friend. No such thing. All right, folks. Well, let's let's cheer it, clinky clinky. Cheers. Cheers. Let's taste these guys. Oh yeah. Yeah, Sarka Daddy, that's good. Oh, that's really nice. That is very nice. It's got some real notes in the front of the, in the front of the mouth that I'm trying to pick up, like woody, maybe a little bit smoky. I don't know if I'm, if I'm getting. Yeah, no, it's definitely a little bit caramelly. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. A nice level of carbonation, like I said, like maple syrup. It always surprises me when you get these Belgian ales, how some of them don't drink the way they should because it's a dark beer it's eight and a half percent yeah this kind of feels like a you know lager or an ipa going down it doesn't feel very heavy or stouty or anything no it really doesn't i was, I was definitely expecting it to be more stouty like liquid bready but it's not it's no nice and smooth no. it's this, not too bitter either no it's not bitter at all i i find it almost a little bit sweet and this this is one of those mistake beers when the weather starts turning the way like we had a gorgeous day today in, in the New York metro area. You go out, you sit on one of these rooftop bars or somewhere by the river or by the water or something. And you're like, oh, let me have a few of these because this feels like a light sunny beer. And then you have three of these and then you stand up and fall down because, oh, I just drank, you know, the equivalent of eight shots. Why did I do that? So, uh, Or you wake up with your arm pinned under a very large woman with a hairy back. <laughs> they're all possible outcomes guys they're all possible <laughs> outcomes you These might call that a problem outcomes. I call that a Tuesday thank you very much <laughs> I, I call it living life man that's what I call it <laughs> <laughs> all right a couple monsters in your closet man. <laughs> yes a couple okay um, 
Well, it looks like this episode is off to a roaring start. Alex is jumping in with both feet. He's not even worried about it a little bit. So let's discuss the Batman, shall we? We all saw it, correct? Yes, we did. All right, first impressions. Uh, Sean, we, we watched it together, so give us your first impression. Um, I really liked it. You know, it, <clears throat> it's not very often these days, between having kids and also just getting a little jaded with things, it's not often that I, after having watched a movie, I sit and think about it and actively realize I'm looking forward to watching it again. Like, I want to watch it a second time. Um, I don't, I can't remember the last time I already did that, like, by choice. Like, oh, I okay. want to watch this a second time. Um, but I really do after this. It's funny. Like, I, I think there's a lot in it that I want to sort of unpack and, and watch again. Um, I, in, in some ways, I wish I'd have watched it without hearing more about it. I think it would, mm. I think it would have hit me a little hard. Like, the impact would have been like, wow. I kind of went into it knowing what I was going to get. So I'd, I'd read a lot of reviews, heard a lot of people talking about it because I was excited about it. Okay. Um, but, I, I, I would, but nevertheless, I really liked it. Um, I did really like it. I like the stylistic. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for like film noir. Anything okay. old school, you know, film noir, private detective on the beat in the trash city kind of like feel. I love that. Like it's raining all the fucking time and right, right, everybody's, right. Everybody's a dick and everybody's corrupt and everything's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I like that. Okay. So, it was so for for that reason it was really good. I, I I enjoyed it and um yeah the more I, the more I think about it the more the more I like. Okay. There's there's not much I disliked. I think I I would argue it's too long. It's not it's not it's not often I say that about movies because I like a long movie. But I do think it you could you could easily take twenty minutes out of it and it wouldn't lose anything. I I say even more. You could easily take forty minutes out of that and you wouldn't really lose anything. Andrew, what was your impression? <clears throat> well, I I'm probably a little less uh, less up on it than Sean. I really liked it. Like I want to, I, I liked it a lot. I think there was a lot of good things about it. Um, the, the action, the cinematography, um, you know, the whole atmosphere and everything. Kind of like Sean was alluding to with the noir vibe it was really really great. Um, I I had no issue with Robert Pattinson as as Bruce Wayne. But I also didn't love him as it. I didn't dislike him by any means. But and and I, I don't think it's any discredit to him. I think it's more the writing. I I felt that this movie it was three hours long, and I feel like there was very little uh, character development for Bruce Wayne or Batman um, until like the very tail end, which we can get into that more as we we dive into it. Um, but I found myself really liking the ensemble cast. Mm. Um, I liked pretty much every character in it. There were a lot of characters. I liked everyone. Um, and then I came out of it thinking like, oh, but I don't really feel like, again, not that I disliked him, but I didn't feel like I loved Robert Pattinson. Um, I, I agree it was a little too long. Um, I thought that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paul Dano as the Riddler was, was great. He was probably one of the highlights. But um, yeah, I think it was a little too long and and... Like I said, I, I wanted a little bit more character development or something from Batman. I felt like I at no point really understood his motivations or like could really get invested in and get behind what he was doing. Um, yeah. Whereas I have with other Batmans, even though there have been different iterations and they 
present themselves differently. I felt this one just, it, the whole movie leaned so hard into the atmosphere and mood and the noir and being grim that that almost took over so much that there was no character. Yeah. That makes yeah, any yeah. sense. Yeah, um, yeah. But all, overall, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, I saw it in the, we all saw it in the theaters, I'm sure. And, and um, it was just a great, it was a great time at the movies, that's for sure. Okay. Alex, what do you think? <clears throat> all right. So I, I definitely hear what the guys are both talking about. Uh, I agree with Sean uh, as far as it could have been trimmed up a little bit more. They could have been, there definitely could have been a few things that were edited out. Uh, it could have been edited a little more judiciously. And I hear what Andrew's saying about the, you know, what what's going on with Batman? Where Where is it? Where is this all coming from? Where is it going? I totally get it. But now what I, how I see it, I love it. I loved it. I I ranked it in my top three or four Batman movies ever. Okay. So as I talked to people about it, um, I realized that for a lot of people, and I don't know about the guys back, I don't know how, how deep geek the guys go on this, but you guys can let me know. If 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 everyone's if if your experience with Batman comes from the movies, meaning the Christian Bale movies, even the Keaton movies. None of those are comic book Batman. Right. I felt that this version was the closest to comic book Batman in feel that we've gotten. But I do also feel that Ben Affleck gave us the best visual Batman that we've ever seen because he looked the most like Batman. Um I, I, I love the noir stuff. I love the dark stuff. They go in, they, they go right in super deep with this. But at the same time, you can't see shit because the goddamn movie is pitch black every second of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, that bothered me. Yeah, you can't see anything. No. And that was my biggest thing. But I did like the way the director did some of those little um, – little tricks he did for example when he was in that big battle in the club and and then the the, the the gunshots kept going off and the muzzle flashes was the only light that you would see and it would you could see the action kind of in uh, almost like a strobe light yeah 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 and that was really cool that was super cool but i thought that this was a very very comic book batman and I, and i got why the bruce wayne aspect of the character was underdeveloped I know why they did that. And I think if that was not an accident, I think they made Bruce Wayne unlikable and really not a big deal deliberately. The biggest mm -hmm. beef I had was Alfred. I loved that. I always mess that guy's name. Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Circus. Andy, I love that dude. And they underutilized him huge. I mean, Alfred yeah. is literally. Batman can't do shit without Alfred. Like, right, like, correct. That I can't find my socks without that guy, and they really underused him. He was kind of an afterthought, and I, I didn't dig that. But I did like the scary ass Riddler serial killer. I thought that was a great take on that character. Overall, yeah. thumbs up. Too enthusiastic. Thumbs up. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the movie as well. Um, repeating what you guys said, I thought they easily could have shaved forty minutes off of that movie, and it wouldn't have lost the story. Um, in terms of the Batman, and, and I guess we'll just go down by characters and break them down and all that. In terms of character development, I totally agree with Andrew. Um, Bruce Wayne in particular was, like, just not touched. 
Um, Alfred was completely underutilized. Um, I mean, I like a lot of the casting. I thought it was brilliant. I thought uh, Totoro as John Falcone was great because look, yeah. there's nothing I've seen Totoro in that I don't like him in. You know, he, he was probably he was one of the highlights of the movie for me. And right. I, yeah, yeah. Really, I had no expectation. I had heard he was in the movie, but kind of oh, okay. I, I figured he'd be a smaller part or something. He was a huge highlight for me. I, 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 I actually avoided seeing anything online about the movie. And the most I saw was like somebody posted on Twitter said like, "Here's how Batman's going to go. Half the people are going to love it, and half the people are going to hate it." And I just kind of laughed, and I was just like, "Yeah, probably." You know, um, I didn't like. I like the noir and I like the noir feel. I see. I feel like a lot of these directors overdo the noir because part of what makes noir good is you have to have that contrast. So if you have a nice sunny day with a bunch of kids playing in a park, and then some psycho comes out of nowhere and like starts shredding people with a freaking machete, that's a little bit like what the everything was idyllic two seconds ago. Well, that's Gotham on a Tuesday. Sorry, you know that. I think that would be a little more effective. But the fact that everything was being filmed through like rainy glass window, as a person who wears glasses, it, it bothered me because I, I, you know, kept on trying to like, take my glasses off, and it's like, did I like put my nose on my glasses? What's <laughs> that kind of bothered the shit out of me? Um, but otherwise, I mean, I I give it a B plus overall as a movie. But like Sean, I would like to watch it again so that I could, like you said, unpack everything. And now see, you know, like No Way Home. I want to see No Way Home again because I, I I seen it once and it was just I thought it was fantastic. But I want to like watch more of it and see if it gets better or if it gets worse. Um, and we've talked about this uh, uh, solo, the Han Solo story, right? Uh, um, first time I watched it, I was like, and we even talked about it on the podcast. We had an episode. It's like everybody was good, but somehow it didn't work for me. And then I watched it a second time, and I was like, wait a minute, no, 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 this is a lot better than I thought it was. And I think it's because, like, it's Han Solo, it's such an iconic character, the expectations are way up high. And then, like, when I watched it again, after having seen it, I was just like, you know what, that was a lot better movie than I expected it to be. So I'm wondering if Batman, the Batman, will be the same for me with this one as well. The one I, thing... Oh, and, sorry, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to bring up a, a, a segue. Go ahead. Oh, I just, one thing I wanted to mention based on something that Alex said. One thing I said to, to my fiance when we got done seeing the movie is I said, I feel like this could have been better as a series, like a mini series. And I yeah. think that, Alex, to your point about it, it feeling like uh, true to the comic books and everything, I think the way, I guess, narratively that this movie was structured was very much like a comic book, kind of episodic where he would go and he'd see one person and get clues and go to the next. And I, I think part of that, that's part of two part of why the movie was so long. Um, but I think that was not that I disliked it at all. I didn't, but I, I just be curious to see this iteration of Batman stretched out over five episodes in five hours, I would think would be really, really cool. Yeah. I, I said it to Sean when we left the theater and Alex, you could back me up on this uh, uh, being that we're both old school comic book geeks. This felt like a uh, amalgamation or a, a combination of three comic books that they pick and cho cho chose from the way Marvel does with the movies. Like if you read the comic books, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that comic. So this felt like the long Halloween with the whole Falcon angle. Um, no, no Man's Land. 
with the whole flooding. And I forget what was the third one. Um, year two, Batman year one, Batman year, year one, two. year one, Batman year one. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And that's kind of what it felt like. And that's, that's what I kind of wanted to get into was the Batman. Mm-hmm. And when you look back on all the various Batman, now, not including Adam West, who, if, if we break down him, Adam West, he was actually a cool Bruce Wayne. He was. He was a corny as fuck Batman, but he was kind of like, he gave off that, I'm a rich motherfucker and I don't care thing. Like, it, he just had to look the whole night. So he was a good Bruce Wayne. Keaton was kind of, he, it was so new that way, and he, he wasn't one way or another, but he was, like, original, so everybody loved Keaton. Um, but Christian Bale was a great Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I loved his Bruce Wayne. And, and, and a lot of it, I know, has to do with um, how the, the, the writers do it, the directors do it, whatever. But that whole scene where he just, like, walks into the hotel, I just fucking bought the hotel, I'm going to go in the pool with these two hot chicks, like, in the, you know, mm-hmm. in the hotel. Like, uh, even even in The Dark Knight, I was watching it the other night, uh, where he's asleep in the conference room. Like, oh, trust fund baby, he does, he's an asshole, he, doesn't, he just has more money than sense. Like, he played that whole, pay attention, Bruce, Bruce Wayne is an idiot, so you guys can't possibly suspect that I'm this dude that goes around at night and kicks the shit out of everybody. Well, and Christian Bale did a great thing where he had two Bruce Waynes, the real Bruce Wayne and the Bruce right. Wayne that he showed to the public. Yes. And Christian Bale had that fleshed out in a way that, that was really, really well done in all of those movies. Correct. And, and I like that one, too. Ben yeah. Affleck. And again, this this falls on to the writing. Right. Batman, because he was the old grizzled Batman from the uh, um, Dark Knight Returns. He was yeah. like pushing 50, all scarred up and just like cynical and bitter and all that. Yeah. His Batman and his Bruce Wayne were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Both of them. And ironically, everyone was like bent out of shape that he got cast to be Bruce Wayne in, in, in Batman vs. Superman. And he ended up being like the best part of the movie. Easily the best part. You he know? Great. He looked, he looked fantastic. He looked the, the costuming was amazing. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was ballsy of them to finally get away from the solid black on black on black where you can't see shit. They gave it a right. They gave it gray. But uh, um, just to double back real quick, like Andrew was saying about uh, the two Bruce Waynes, the thing with the thing about Batman is always this. Like if you do the dichotomy of Superman versus Batman, right? Superman, Clark Kent is the real guy. Superman right. is the character, right? With Batman, Batman is the real guy. Right. Wayne is the character, right. and when we talk about the you know Robert Patrick version of, of Robert Pattinson, excuse me, version of, of of Batman of Bruce Wayne, he hasn't learned to be Bruce Wayne yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the comics, Alfred teaches him. Listen, you can be this fucking guy, and this will help you with your nocturnal activities. This is your in to a different part of the you know, sort of the underbelly of Gotham in these corporate offices. And you, yes. he hasn't learned how to do that yet in this, the Batman movie, Pattinson. He hasn't learned to be that guy. You I know what? I, him, but he's like, yeah, no, fuck that. I just want to fuck motherfuckers up. I just want to fuck motherfuckers up and just do my thing. And he hasn't learned that Bruce Wayne can help him yet in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't considered that. And, and I mean, 
I appreciate that. But I was telling Sean, even while we're watching the movie, when mm-hmm. when he had uh, Catwoman, she had the lens in her eye, and he's yeah. looking at her, and he's shirtless. That was really cool. But she, she, he's shirtless, and he's looking at her, and it looked like he's rubbing one out. It's like, bro, what are you doing? Why is he? And he was so petulant, and he was so teenagery. And it's like Alfred is like, oh, sir. It was like, ah, fuck off, Alfred. I'm going to stay out late tonight. Fuck you. It was just like the whole thing was just making me nuts. It's like, oh, wow. is he 16? What is going on right now? It's like, come on, man. He literally says to Alfred, you're not my dad. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> you tell me what to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> the money is mine. Screw you, old man. He was so petulant. It made me crazy. I was like, what is this? But as Batman, he was fantastic. Yeah. He was yeah. fantastic. Like, they, they finally, it's kind of like I, I always had that complaint that I never thought they they made Peter Parker smart enough in the movies. Yeah, they, they always downplayed that. They would, they, they, they would touch on it here and there, right? Like, when the first Sam Raimi ones came out, they made the, the webbing come out of him. So it was like, wait a minute, but he made those web shooters. Those were like high tech, you know, oh, cool. And That's it wasn't until the second cool. one yeah. where they acknowledged it at the end. And Doc Ock says like, brilliant, but lazy. Okay, now I know why you're lazy because you're saving the city all the freaking time. And they touched it a little bit with Andrew Garfield because they show him build the web shooters, you know. And then finally with Tom Holland, they kind of a little more into it because he made that modified suit in, in uh, um Far from home and all of that stuff, you know. So it's like, uh, but this Batman, the same thing. They finally kind of like show him at the crime scene, yep. and he's noticing everything. Doing the detective work, doing the right, crime. right. Yeah. So I, I thought the Batman was his Batman was really good. I really thought his Bruce Wayne was just like very petulant and just like too much of a teenager. I maintain that that was deliberate. That was done. That I was, hear you. Yes, I agree. Definitely a, a a deliberate move on the director's part. And going back again to Andrew again, uh, when he's talking about being more like episodic, where it's more like a uh, a storyboard, where it's longer, and we want to see more episodes. I think, and I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that they're talking about doing this as uh, they're doing talking about doing spinoffs on HBO Max. Yeah, I hear about that they're talking about doing is with um who's the cat that played the penguin again i'm bad with names what's his name again oh colin Colin Farrell. Right? they're gonna do a colin farrell series on hbo max i heard that yeah so this is why marvel see marvel marvel figures shit out before everybody else when they started throwing shit on disney plus and saying hey we're gonna give you a fucking six episode moon knight origin story all right, cool. Let me grab the lotion and tissues. I'm fucking in, okay? But that's what they did, and it's working. And that's exactly what Andrew's saying. They, but but DC kind of shoehorned it into a three-hour movie, which left me considering pissing in my fucking popcorn bucket because it was so goddamn long. I couldn't hide it. But I didn't want to leave and miss anything. So 100%, if they, if they could sort of build it and flesh it out more, I wanted to see more of the long Halloween, which would have brought in. Uh, I was hoping to see like Higante's daughter, you know, with the girl. With yeah, the yeah, and December Man and or January Man. Uh, what's his What's his name? Yeah, yeah. There was just a lot of stuff they could have brought into yeah. it. Which, you know, yeah. They could have fleshed it out a little bit more, you know. Yeah, but I do think they were definitely, to your point, Alex. I think they were building towards that. I think that was the point. I, I do think it was their point because. 
at the end of the movie, right? Throughout the whole movie, he's, I'm vengeance, I'm vengeance. At the end of the movie is when he's like, maybe vengeance isn't the way, and blah, blah, blah. Which yeah. I had a little bit of a problem with, like, it felt like they tried to, like, put some character development at the tail end, and they didn't bother with it for the whole movie. But I do see what they were trying to do, which was show him as, like, a young Batman, and he's still figuring things yeah. out. And this yeah. is, like, a turning point for him. And I think to, to you know, to your point, it's the same thing with, with Bruce Wayne and with Alfred trying to tell him to go out. And there's even the scene... Right, doesn't he go into the Penguins Club first as Batman? And then he goes the next time as Bruce Wayne and he sees like, oh, okay, I can I can do this. So I think it is it is building that. I don't know if it all quite worked for me, like I said, but I definitely see where they were going with it. Yeah. Definitely building towards a, a franchise here. This yeah. is not a this is not a one and done. So they're definitely building towards a franchise. So I could see some of the groundwork that they were laying for those. A spin-off shows and then be more movies in the future, you know, because DC they're hurting, man. Like they're not keeping up with Marvel. They're not going. They're not going toe to toe to toe with Marvel on these no. movies. And Batman is their cash cow. They keep going back yeah. to it for a reason because Batman is their cash cow. I don't know why they don't fucking do super, more Superman stuff. I think yeah. good Superman. I don't know why they don't use him more, but. I mean, it's. I think part of the problem was, and 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 Sean and I talked about this with with Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Um, they were doing so much character development for Clark Kent. Yeah. It was like right. in the movie, it was just like, well, this is really interesting shit. Like, I want to know more about Clark Kent. But the movie called Superman, not Batman versus Clark Kent. It was like, fuck, you got a problem here because Clark Kent's a lot more interesting than Superman. You know, Which, not good. That's not. Yeah. Good. I think. I think um, Henry Cavill as Superman and Ben Affleck as Batman, neither one of them ever quite got a fair shot because they were both great, but they were in pretty shitty movies for right. overall, um, yeah. which is just too bad. But but did you guys go back and see the Zack Snyder cuts? <laughs> I watched the Snyder cut of Justice League. You didn't watch the Snyder cut, Tommy? I haven't seen the Justice League at all. and I, I have no desire to. Tom? Don't make me slap you around again, buddy. Listen, you're going to fucking pop the goddamn spider cut, bro. <laughs> Don't make me do you like that, bro. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's what happened yeah. last time. You had to fucking take an inhaler pump. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Relax, uh, Stumpy. Relax. relax. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> Wait, Sean, did you see it? Don't make the cut. Don't make friends, Tommy. <laughs> nah. You didn't watch it either? Oh. Nah, I didn't watch it. I've not seen Justice League. Oh well, it was definitely better. It was definitely better than the theatrical version, but way better, way better. It was four hours. Here's the thing: I don't think it's quite. It's not apple. Apples and oranges. It's not apples to apples because if Zack Snyder actually got to finish that movie originally, he wouldn't have been able to make this four-hour cut like what we saw on HBO Max. So, like, what would his actual theatrical version have looked like? Granted, I think it would have been better than what we got because that was horrible. But I don't. I don't know that it's fair to say that it's terrible. Yeah, no, 100%. But I think he was also, I think he thought, see, so for example, like, all right, so take a movie like The Matrix, right? And those Wachowski brothers or sisters or whatever they are now, um, uh, they, they, they blew their entire nut on that Matrix movie. I don't think they anticipated that it would be what it was and that they would be a whole trilogy, it would be a whole, like, thing built around it. <sighs> why i think that the sequels were terrible 
because the first one was so fucking good that they blew all their creative mm-hmm, creative mm-hmm. on that one movie. Snyder wanted to build this franchise where he would be telling this story again episodically kind of like doing it over time and he would build to this story well dc was like bro we're losing money like we're hemorrhaging money here we can't let you fucking do this yeah. so they they cut him out but they when but the hype online um for this snyder cut that was like a it didn't even exist right i mean they were talking about it like it was a real fucking thing but it didn't exist snyder had to go back and recut it reshoot do all this new stuff to create a new product. It wasn't as if this was sitting on a cutting room floor somewhere. They swept it up and put it back, taped it back together. It didn't exist. He made I think they said it was like what he had like three quarters in, of it done or something. And none yeah, of the, he had, none he probably has, none of the he probably has storyboard. Like yeah, he probably had storyboards like lined up and, and that was it. But he even had to, didn't they do some, didn't even do some reshoots or something or no? Did they yeah. use all the footage they had? Yeah. A shit yeah. ton of reshoots. They did a That's bunch. what I thought. Yeah. Everybody it's, that yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's surprising to me how DC whiffs on these things because, I mean, and part of it is my fault. Expectations. Uh, I follow James Gunn on Instagram, and he kept on like hyping the the new Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, about. Theater, I had a theater to myself because it was still kind of like pandemic-y, literally by myself. And I was texting you, Alex. I was just like, yeah, I'm watching uh, Suicide Squad. It's not that interesting. And I mean, wow. it's just like, what are you doing? How are you? What, what, why is this happening right now? You know? And I, mean, and I wanted it to be good, too. Me yeah. too. I want it to be good. I yeah. really did. It should have been, right? It should have been. Because it had cool characters. First of all, it's Harley fucking Quinn. How come nobody except for animators can make can do Harley Quinn correctly? Yeah. You know, Harley Quinn was created with Batman the Animated Series. She wasn't even a real character. She was created by Paul Dini and those guys. Yep. And the only time she's cool is in the cartoons. Every other iteration of is just terrible. Like, I mean, and that girl, what's her name? Who plays Harley Quinn? What's her name? Margot Robbie. Robbie. Yeah. Margot Robbie. Yeah. Hot as the sun, sexy little sexy girl, and even with that, they can't build a movie around it. It's no. terrible, you know. No. So, uh, Suicide Squad, I wanted to be good. All the all the pieces were there. James Gunn, big fan, loved the Guardians movies, loved his other stuff. He, if he can't make this sing, who can? I don't know what yeah. they're gonna. Yeah. Right? Have. It's like Guardians. If he could make Guardians good. And Guardians were literally nothing. I, I don't know about you guys. I'd never heard of them before. How could you not make Suicide Squad good? Like, Suicide Squad on its own is a cool concept. It's a, something people know. It's always good. Guardians was like this obscure thing. He made that so good. Suicide Squad should have been easy. Right. But it was like, and a lot of people did like it, but I'm, I'm with you guys on it. I, I didn't dislike it, but it just, it was it perfectly wasn't, you fine. Know what it, I was right. entertained while I watched it, and that was pretty much it. I was going to say, it wasn't bad. But it was uninteresting. Yeah, it was like, well, it's oh, like it's a giant starfish. That's cool. Starro, yeah. But it's like you That's said it. before, like you saw Bat the Batman. You gave it a B plus, but you're already saying you want to fucking see it again to see what you missed. Right? Are you gonna go back and watch Suicide Squad again to see what you missed? No, oh, no, know. you're not gonna devote another two hours to your life that you're never gonna get back to that shit. There's no way. No, but no. fucking Jimmy yeah. Gunn took a movie with a talking tree and a fucking talking raccoon and made that right. Shit. 
Right. And, and, and at that point, DC was saying, like, they're not ready for a, a movie with a woman superhero. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what you're talking about. Like, Marvel's making movies about raccoons and trees, and you, you can't fucking Wonder Woman a movie? What are you doing? Like, there was a meeting that DC was saying, we can't make a movie centered around a female. And, and if Marvel says, here's a movie with a talking raccoon, go fuck yourself. Right. So, yeah, back to the characters. Um, I thought the Batman was really good. I thought um, his Bruce Wayne uh, uh, was petulant and teenagery. Um, yeah, I I liked Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Ay, Dios mío. I I know I I enjoyed her as Catwoman, but here's the main issue. The main issue was like they made her too goody two shoes. I got other beefs with it, but I'll let you do your thing. Because Tommy, you and I share this beef, and when I tell you, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay, all right, fair enough. But I thought. I thought I didn't think physically speaking. I thought she was she was a good Catwoman, especially the fight scenes. Little bro, she is. But that's okay. Five foot three chick knocking motherfuckers out. Come on, Tommy. She weighs a buck, a hundred pounds soaking wet. I know. I I know. I realize that. I try to. I try to let go of my older self and start yelling and screaming about. Like all these like Angelina Jolie characters that knock out dudes my size with one punch. It's like no, right? I mean, because look, Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock, and Chris Rock is a buck fifty, and Will Smith is like two ten, you know, and six two, and he didn't fall down. So you know, for for uh, uh, Angelina Jolie to punch a dude, was that he could have just stepped it back too? He could. I don't know about the other guys in the panel, but like uh, when a grown ass man walks up to me with it, maybe it's just my job. When a grown ass man walks up to me and he's looking like, oh, this motherfucker's squaring off on me, I just take a step back. <laughs> you don't have to fucking be a ninja to step back. But you know what? But that's the whole point with his his nonverbal learning disorder. He's, what? he's what are you talking about. He Chris Rock is on the spectrum. Oh shit! I've never heard that. Yeah, it's that's the whole thing. That's why he wouldn't recognize that body language. Well, right. the other thing too is he's at an award show that well, millions yes. of people are watching. So he's right. like, "There's no way he's coming up here to slap me across the face." And well, you saw oh, his face, motherfucker, ever, right? He was probably smiling on the way up there. He's the way he smiling on the way back. He probably yeah, thought he's, he's going to come up here and tell me off. He's going to put his arm around me and be like, "Hey, better shut shut up about my wife. I played Ali." And he's going to be like, ah, come on. He leans in. He's like, what are you going to say, Will? Like, yeah, Chris Rock was laughing. He was like, oh, yes. oh, oh, oh here he comes. Oh, oh. Like, you know like, what this means? You know what yeah. this means? We're leading into, we're leading into, fuck that guy right now. So, you know what? Will Smith, fuck that guy. Anybody that offended him for doing that, you're a fucking asshole. Your wife is in Hollywood. She should be able to take a fucking joke. And I mean, when they were talking about it, I went back to see, like, what the joke was. He literally just said, oh, Jada, looking forward to G.I. Jane 2. Nothing. That was it. That, that was, was it. it. And that bitch laughed, too. But she got twisted when she saw her husband laughing. Right. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, she already has my fucking balls on the top shelf of the fucking cabinet. I may as well do something <laughs> about this, right? Yes, oh, absolutely. Fuck her. You know the what? Best, the best thing I saw. Yeah. Oh. Was that? Fuck her, too. Fuck that chick, too. Yeah. No, one of, 
one of the one of the best things I saw, not best things, but one thing, a, a, a clever observation. You know, what, you know what I celebrate? Domestic violence. It's one of the best things I saw. <laughs> no, but like somebody said, Will Smith, Will Smith got that upset about a man making a joke about his wife, but he's okay with other men sleeping, sleeping with, his with his wife. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My the one that I liked was when they were saying. If it was The Rock instead of Chris Rock, would Will Smith have walked it? Let me let me let me tell you. No, he would not have. He might have <laughs> the from in between security and him, but he would. No, have oh no, no, no. The, the best was like slapping The Rock. There, there was a there was a black comedian on Twitter, and he said, "Boy, he's lucky it wasn't me, because we'd be embarrassing the black community for the next two hours." <laughs> I was dying. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. no. You know, like all of it was just disgusting. It was just like, don't defend. He knew he could get away with it. He knew he was in a safe place. He knew nothing was going to happen to him. Yeah. Matter of fact, I was for those guys. I, I'm an I'm a I'm a recruit instructor in the New York City Police Academy. So my my recruits ask me about this. They're like, "Well, what's the law on this?" And in New York, the law simply is this: if you slap somebody. And you cause no physical injury. There's nothing. There's no mark. There's no complaint of pain or any significant injury. It's considered harassment, right? So now I know you guys watch a lot of movies. So in every TV or movie, if you touch, if you even touch somebody, that's assault. No, it's in New York. It is not. However, in LA, it may be different. I don't know what their penal law is there. So in New York, if me as a police officer, if I do not witness an action. So if Sean walks up to Tommy and slaps him in the face and I don't see it, when I'm talking to Tommy, I don't see any red mark on his face or any welts. And he doesn't complain after I ask him, well, how are you feeling? He's like, I feel fine. He does not complain of significant pain or injury. It's considered harassment. So in which case, if I don't witness it, it didn't happen. So How does that work if a million people see it on TV and you have photo or video that, and that's witness. the question they were asking me. Can I use that? And the answer is probably yes. But in New York City, because we're hard motherfuckers, I just write a summons for that. That's just a summons. Mm. I wouldn't even arrest the guy for slapping another guy. And I would write a summons, and that would be the end of it. Uh, unless that person insisted upon the person being arrested, in which case that still falls on my discretion as a police officer, whether or not I want to arrest that guy or not. Odds are, I'm just going to write a summons for it, and that guy's going to have his day in court, and he's going to, whatever, it's probably just going to be thrown out, because a slap is just a slap. However, if Sean walks up to Tommy and slaps him, and then scratches him or something like that, and create and gives a little trickle of blood, or if Tommy has a busted lip, because, you know, lips bust easy, now that's a salt three misdemeanor. Now that's an arrestable offense. So whether or not I witness it or not, it still counts as an offense because I can see evidence of Injury, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. What if I shout Alu Akbar as I'm slapping Alu Akbar! Then I just hide behind <laughs> and hope people can blow up, bro. <laughs> okay, very good. Now that we're getting a little more politically correct. Listen. <laughs> What, what were the odds, Tommy, that Sean would be the one to begin unpolitically correct and not me? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. This is, this is why we all get along in general, because we're all very politically incorrect. What are the odds? Don't you listen to this show, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> it's always Sean that starts it. 
not always Sean. This is true. It's usually Sean. <laughs> it's usually Sean. Yes. <laughs> I like it though, man. So, I mean, uh, of the other characters, I loved uh, 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 Colin Farrell as the Penguin. And, yep. and I even said it to Sean, he was literally the most likable character. He's supposed to be the scumbag, but he, his charisma was so good that he was the most likable character in the movie to me. And uh, the most transformed. Yes. Like, you could not tell that that was Colin no. Farrell. Like, no, 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 not even, no. Jeffrey Wright, I thought he was a pretty good Gordon. You know? I thought he was great. He just wasn't, he wasn't I, in it a ton or didn't get quite as much uh, development as you would have wanted. I, I so liked great. I like the whole the whole uh, uh, scene where they're in the. And he's like, these guys are gonna want to hang you, and he's like, all right, the key back door, get away, and then he like lays him out. It's like I thought you were supposed to pull your punches. It's like I didn't pull my punch. Yeah, <laughs> which which uh, that, that, that's another that's another gripe I had about Pattinson. What? And they said he was cast as Bruce Wayne, and I was just I remember saying to the guys, uh, to, to Sean and Andrew, I was like. He better fucking. I said, couldn't they get somebody taller? And then I think Sean says, like, oh, he's he's six one, and I was just like, oh, okay. But I said he better start just like bulking up. And then they uh, showed him, and I was just like, uh, no, dude. To Alex's point, though, I think they did that on purpose. I think they did that on purpose because Hollywood proved time and time again. I mean, like he's got a good frame on him, like natural frame, six one, right. like. Hollywood wants to put that fucking 300 Spartan workout fitness trainer with him for six months, he can bulk up. I think on purpose, this movie, he doesn't feel like he is that. I think off the back of Ben Affleck, he's like, because Ben Affleck was like that final big fucking... Enormous, like, yeah. Let's take it down. He's yeah. young, he's small, and then give him someone to go. By like the third movie... Ooh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Didn't go online and I, I don't know if he was just trying to tweak people's nipples or not, but didn't he go online and say that he was refusing to work out for this movie? I'm making this up. No, no. He said something like, "I don't work out and I'm not going to for this movie." Right. Yeah. And it didn't look like he did. Yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't. Was it Gerard Butler? Who's the guy from 300? Gerard Butler, right? Yeah. 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 I mean that fucking guy is just drinking and fucking eating all the time because he's fat in every other movie and he was he had a six pack. Had a six pack. Oh, that was um, uh, what's his face? Uh, the uh, Colin. Uh, he had the Late Show on CBS. The other Scottish comedian, yeah, I John. I don't know his name though. Yeah, I know you're talking about. He yeah he he's the voice in 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 he does voiceover for all the like How to Train Your Dragon. He's the guy with the peg leg. Yeah and yeah yeah. He's friends with Gerard Butler, and he was—he had a stand-up special, and he was talking about it. He's like, oh, I'm good friends with Gerard Butler. And I said, oh, how did you guys get in such fantastic shape? He says, well, you know, I'll tell you a secret. If you don't share it with anyone. And he says, oh, okay, I won't share it with anyone. And he's <laughs> doing the fucking special on stage. And he says, well, we worked out. And then they came in with airbrushes and airbrushed the abs for us. <laughs> <laughs> I have an airbrush. I gotta get on that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it, they, they weren't in quite as good a shape as they like put there. So, listen, have you ever seen how those girls do that makeup with the contouring and shit, and they look like a completely different person? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I have fucking trust issues, Tommy. Well, uh, what was it? There was a guy. There was a guy on. 
on Rogan who talked about who went. Um, he wanted to discover the whole like fitness like world, like delving into you know with like HGH and steroids and all that. And he was talking about like you know when they show these guys for a movie, they get hired for a movie, and then six months later they look like freaking tanks. And he was like, they all juice. Oh yeah, they yeah. all juice. So you cannot put that kind of muscle on in six months with like so. You take, for example, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt was different because he was a big fat dude. Because he's like right. three, he's a huge guy, and he just dropped 75 pounds. Yeah, he's a big dude. I know he's that tall. Yeah, he's six he's like six three, six four, something like that. And if you look at his hands, they're like freaking baseball bits. They're enormous. And his workout was basically just pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups. That's it. To lose the, other, the other dude like that is the dude that did the Shazam movie. He like never worked out a day in his life, and then they put him in the Shazam movie, and they he, since he started lifting, he just grew. Yeah, know? Zachary Levy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you 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 always have an exception, like like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, you know what I remember? Like oh, Chris Hemsworth, and fuck that guy. A couple of right, fuck that guy. Except <laughs> fuck that guy too. I mean, he they showed a picture of his dad when he was a kid. Yeah, his dad wasn't like a workout guy or anything. And he's standing at the beach with his mother, and his dad looks like he's one of the three hundred. And I'm like, <laughs> well, fuck you then, because you know my dad looks like fucking Super Mario. What am I gonna do? You know? <laughs> oh, that Chris Hemsworth is Chris Hemsworth is juiced out of his mind. What? Chris Hemsworth, he's definitely juiced, big time. Mm-hmm. You guys ever? You see him, look at a picture of him before he played Thor. He was just some look skinny blonde kid. Movie. Yeah, he's not Jack like that. Yeah. Look at And look at the picture of him from the newest one, from the Love and mm. Thunder. Him and Taika oh, Waititi posted a picture true. together. His arm is this fucking big. But this you know what? Even for, the fir- even for the first one, well, yeah. I mean, it might be juice, but for the first one, they started working him out, and he had to drop weight because he grew bigger than the costume. He was huge in the first one. Yes. Yes, he was. Fuck Chris Hemsworth. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. And his handsome looks. Fuck him. My muscles are too big. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Yes. So, okay. So, what what else bothered us or what else did we like? Um, Did we spend enough time on Zoe Kravitz? Zoe Kravitz, I, okay, we, we got cut off with Zoe Kravitz. I enjoyed her ca- character-wise as Catwoman. The flaw to me was she was too nice. You think so? She Well, she was like too goody two-shoe almost. Like, And again, it falls back on what you and Andrew have been pointing out on Sean. I think it's all like the development. Like she's not the jaded Catwoman yet that all she yeah. does is like cut your nuts off and steals your jewels. She's mm-hmm. not quite there yet. In Batman Year One, uh, Catwoman Selena Kyle was very much the like sort of um, pretty woman, like whore with the heart of uh, the heart of gold, you know. And she was like, even though she did crime, she did it to support uh, other people who were less fortunate because she could, and she had right. and that training for boxing and yada yada. My biggest thing, okay, so Anne Hathaway played Selena Kyle in the third movie, yeah. right? Of the right. The, the the Dark Knight the monologue, Dark Knight right the one with Bane in it right oh, You're right sure. the Dark Knight the monologue rises I mean I'm sorry the monologue rises yeah the Dark Knight, 
So Anne Hathaway, she was not great, but if she had just stood fucking still and we could just take a picture of her, she looked amazing as Catwoman. Yes. Because she's tall, she's statuesque, you know, she's got a good figure on her. And Zoe Kravitz fighting, it's just it's just completely unbelievable. At least and you said Angela Jolie before, Tommy. At least Angela Jolie's tall and kind of looks like maybe she weighs slightly over 115 pounds. But Zoe Kravitz literally looks like she could punch me with all her might, and I would just be like, "What just what what happened? Nothing just yeah. happened. Like, well, just happened." And it's just you know, Anne Hathaway had that more statuesque. Yeah, but Anne Hathaway looked like she you know was a veal calf in that movie. Like there was no muscle telling to her. Like when she ran, I was fully expecting her to twist an ankle and fall face down into a fucking puddle. I, I mean, she was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna be Catwoman." Ah! And it's just like, okay, whatever. I but, would say, but character-wise, because yeah. I, I rewatched the, the three Christopher Nolan Batman movies after watching The Batman, I really liked Anne Hathaway as Catwoman, or as Selena Kyle. I think I like character I, I agree with you, with what you guys are saying about um, Zoe Kravitz. I liked her in it, but again, like like you said, Tomo, the, the character development wasn't there. Like, I just didn't right. get why she was doing what she was doing. And I'm not saying I need her whole backstory or any of that. Right. Whereas um, Anne Hathaway in The Dark Knight Rises, same thing. You didn't get her backstory. You didn't get any of that. But she was like confident in what she was doing. I mean, the opening scene with her in it, she's like pretending to be the maid, like cleaning up in Bruce Wayne's house. She kicks a cane out from under him, has the his mother's jewels around her neck and is like, sorry, sucker. And then does the flip <laughs> out the window. And it's like, and just like, real instantly you get, okay, I get who this chick is. And yeah. she even, like she turns him into Bane at one point and is like, sorry, I didn't have any I had no choice. And so I, I feel like there were just touches in there that developed her character really well that after watching that one back makes me in hindsight like um Zoe. Halle Berry's Catwoman the best. What? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Tom. Shut the fuck up. But it makes me wish it makes me wish right now, you fuck. <laughs> It makes me wish that, that there was a little bit more from, from Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. Yes. And I liked yes. her in it. I did like her in it. Yes. I agree with you guys that like she's small and kicking ass just, and all of it. It's like, come so on. Small. Don't get me wrong. She's adorable and I love looking at her, but I just don't buy it. You know, even, I mean, look, let like, can we all at least agree? I mean, I don't know. Maybe we won't. Maybe I just me, but uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is by far the most spankable fucking Catwoman of all. That goes without saying. That goes without saying. I just just ask Sean. That's his favorite Batman, and that's what his weight came. Just have just have Sean talk to you about his Batman uh, Returns video. Lay it on me, brother. Just yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that does some things to me though. And have you seen the the outtakes that I recently uh, shit the of, of Michelle Pfeiffer like mm. genuinely doing the fucking whip on With the whip? Movies? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you're like shit. she was really doing that. And she was on, like get my tablet out and fucking look that Great. shit up right now. <laughs> oh. I'm at, the only thing the only thing that make it better for like for for women that like you know from when I was a kid and women I had a crush on, he would have made it like a really fucking good Catwoman as far as like believable that she'd kick your ass and that she was a bit of a badass. It's Gina Davis. I want to see like a Gina Davis Catwoman Ooh, in the nineties. Yes, Gina Davis would have been a great one. Cause what is it? The Long Kiss Goodnight. That's a great. Yeah, with Sam Jackson. With Sam Jackson. Yeah, baby. That's a great movie. Yeah. 
Gina Davis made a killer Catwoman. Yes, you're right. Six three in heels. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because she's like, oh, isn't right. she like six one? Really tall. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. As a matter of fact, we just I just watched um, Death on the Orient Express. Michelle Pfeiffer was in it. That old bitch can still. No, uh, <laughs> murder, murder. Oh no, no, murder on the Orient, Orient Express. Yeah, yeah. That's Sorry. Yeah. I've had a lot of beer. I don't know. That's good. Anybody else done with their beer? Because this is my last. That's all I got left. Ooh, you're not pacing yourself, sir. No, pace, that's not really what I'm good at. <laughs> should Should we bring out the story from Cornell? <laughs> Go for it, bro. Do what no, you want. Bro. No, no, no. This is this is this is a podcast about entertainment, not about how many bars in Ithaca you puked in. So we're not gonna. Only one, you fuck. Only one. <laughs> Listen. There was a super hot girl that was half black and half Japanese involved. That's all yes. I got to say. Yes. You can't see Andrew already making a face. You cannot yes. judge me on any action that no, I made. No, no, no. Super hot, half no. black, half Japanese girl whose name in Japanese meant freshly driven snow. Remember That's that, true. Tomo? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she was a smoker. Yes. She was a smoker. She was, she was a smoker. It was 1995. Andrew, what were you doing in 1995, buddy? Me, I was uh, getting ready for kindergarten. <laughs> God damn, we're old, Tommy. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. I'm the old codger here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, overall, like I said, uh, uh, Sean, you correctly pointed out, I I will watch the Batman again, just to, like, watch it over again and kind of, like, 100%. you know, figure out what did I miss? What, you know, what did I not catch this time around? Um, I mean, my overall grade for it was a B plus. I'm sticking to it. That doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Um, I think... I should say, I feel that if it was 40 minutes shorter, it would have gotten an A-. minus. Because I feel like, especially in the beginning, there was a lot of exposition going on for that really didn't add to the story. Paul Dano as the Riddler, I loved him as the Riddler. Yeah, we should talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. He was, he was with, with, the, with the mask and just the, the approach, him just trying to expose all the hypocrisy in the city, I thought that was great. That was just like a stroke of genius. Yeah. That was right out of the long Halloween, though. That was really cool. Yeah. 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 I thought the way they they wrote him and developed him was very relevant in today's world. Like he was such a fucking creep. He was this fucking sociopath, serial killer. And then you saw later in the movie, he was like had his like like fucking creep community online. And right. He's on and he's totally different. Like, hey guys. Here's my new video, like just yeah, talking yeah, with his buddies about how yeah. he's gonna fucking destroy the whole city. And like they're all part of people. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's always like four guys in their underwear talking about a Batman movie. It was fucking creepy. Fucking weirdos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Am I the only one in my underwear? I thought I was the only one. <laughs> I'm also in your underwear. <laughs> hey now, look at Sean giving you the Irish slip. Nice. <laughs> I'm down. Let's do it. Don't throw at me with a good time, buddy. 
<laughs> but no, I thought he was great. Um, he was great. He was. He really, really was. He's. I mean, Paul Dano's good in everything I've seen him in. Um, the only, he's, the he's only, a good creep. Anyways, he always plays kind of a creepy dude. A hundred percent. The only thing is, if if they wanted to go with his serial killer, why not go slightly outside of the box of the main sort of rogues gallery and go with like Zaz? Zaz. I mean, they already have like legit serial killers creepy yeah super or black skull or somebody like that black skull and well they already fucking ruined black skull and that godforsaken um what was the movie with the harley quinn movie the birds of uh oh i never saw that i never saw that oh my god tommy don't do that to yourself okay good i will alex i started that movie and i think i got five or six minutes into it i was watching it with my fiance and we were like I think we paused it, and I, I looked at her and was like, do you want to watch the rest of this? She was like, not at all. And I was like, all right, I'll fucking turn it off. I heard people that it was really good, but I, I, it, was, it seemed awful. It was terrible. It's awful. It's like, it's like ass rape in jail awful. It's terrible. Like, you do not want to do that to yourselves at any point. I watch it, it's, and I watch it. It's like, it's like female Ghostbusters awful. You know, I never saw that. Good, don't. And that's like after yourself in jail. Absolutely. I did see Terrible. the most recent one, the, the Ghostbusters Afterlife. With I haven't seen that girl. yet. Dude, it's amazing. You have Is to watch it. it. Yes. Is it? Okay. It's really, Andrew, you saw it? No, no, I, I heard it was really good, though. It's did you see it, so Sean? fucking good, no. yeah. But I, again, I heard, it was, I heard it was great. Okay. Yeah, the little girl who does the main, uh, one of the main characters, I don't know her name, but she was amazing in it and uh and there's you know not spoiler alert but there's there's a there's a, a cameo there's cameos of all the original ghostbusters in it i highly recommend it guys it's really good okay I yeah i definitely gonna have oh i wanted yeah. to see it but it, uh, but you know didn't they like come out right before the pandemic or right after the pandemic or some shit and no, like, like in the fall last year i think or earlier no, like, no it got delayed like, correct 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 correct, 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 correct. correct. Like, what, well, the yeah yeah, I mean, October of last year. Yeah, September, I think. You know what? I think it came out. It came out when like everything came out last fall. Remember? Right. Like, was it October or something when like Doom came out? And, yes. Um, yes. Whatever it is every movie got pushed, and they all came out at the same time. Whatever Doom was coming out, there was like I can't. I can't think of an, another one right now. But there were a bunch of movies that came out all like consecutively, right? I watched Dune on HBO Max, and then I missed The Matrix because they kind of released that one in the movie theaters and on HBO Max at the same time. But I just missed it. So but, I didn't. But, I didn't see the new Matrix. I only heard bad things about it. Me too. That's why I only wanted to see. I didn't want to pay to go see it in the movie theaters. I figured I just watch it at home. Which, which is a shame because they brought uh, Carrie Ann Moss back, and she was so good in the Marvel Netflix series. Mm. As the lawyer, you know, in in Iron Fist and all that, she was and she was so fantastic. I was like, why doesn't somebody give this woman a show? You know, and like, I mean, that would be such a spinoff to give her defending like all the scumbag criminals in New York City. You know, it's just like, oh, that that would have been a great time with the She-Hulk series that's coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I just saw her recently in Memento. Remember that movie Memento with the guy? that had the memory problem yeah and she was smoking hot in that movie i mean she was also you know 30 years younger but she was really fucking smoking Dude, hot she, she can still get it and she's still hot uh, 
hello, I just said I banged Michelle Pfeiffer's old ass, so you know I'd hit Mary. <laughs> Dude, hell's yeah. I'm just hell's saying, bro. Yeah. I'm, 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 as the only brown guy on the fucking broadcast today, you know, the white ladies don't necessarily age as well as other ones do, but that's <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer can get Michelle Pfeiffer is something else, yes. She, <laughs> she's, she's like liquid gold. Oh, wait, that's something else. Sorry. Something else. Something else. I mean, Stardust. Stardust. She was smoking hot in Stardust. We still talking about Michelle Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer, Charlie Cox, Henry Cavill, Robert De Niro. Michelle Pfeiffer and Ant Man 2. That's all I got to say. She was fantastic in Ant Man 2. Every day of the week, twice on Sunday, she can get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'll sit there and watch her full laundry at home. Yeah. Without that. You would like that, that wouldn't you? Hands, I'll watch that big I, fucking long division. I, I, dude, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck that. You're like, Michelle, can you make me a sandwich, a ham sandwich? Would that be okay? All right, great, yeah. Yeah, spread that mustard. Spread that mustard. Yeah, you spread that, girl. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> oh, my nose. <laughs> oh, my God. See that? I bring a friend and sexism goes right through the roof. Look at that. <laughs> oh, man. I can't let Sean go down being the only inappropriate guy all the time, man. No, no, yeah, and thank you for that. Out. Thank you for yeah, that. Well, we, well, we, we're here to help, bro. We're here to help. You are helping. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so I mean, yeah, Batman B plus. Um, a lot of things I liked. A lot of I love the car. I love the fact that oh, he. Oh my god, the car was bonerific. Yes. Yeah. I, I love the car. I love that whole chase scene with, with the penguin. And he's like, I got you, you son of a bitch. And the fucking car comes through the flames. And that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Um, and I like. I never liked, I never liked, and you know, Andrew's a, 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 you know, I see his poster behind him. I never liked the Tumblr as a concept. I know the Tumblr is based on the Dark Knight Returns. Um, that that tank that he had. It was yeah, the cat. The, the cat. He used to call yeah, it the cat. Yeah, the tank. It was a tank, right? But yeah. I didn't I didn't care for it because it's not practical. For example, people always ask me because I'm a cop, so people ask me, "Oh, are these car chases in movies are they real?" I'm like, "No, that's not no. real. That shit never happens. It does never happen." Because I remember, like maybe like right when the plague, right before the plague started, there was a a guy that was on the um. He was on the FDR. It was the West Side Highway, and he kind of like blew through, ran a bunch of people over on the West Side Highway, yeah. and whatever, and it made all the news. That's because that shit never happens, you know. So right. you have a, a tank running yeah. down the FDR Parkway. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Right. No. 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 Car car chases work in LA because to get yeah. from one end of LA to the other end of LA is a two hour drive, and New York City literally on the highways. You leave Nassau County. With no traffic, you're in New Jersey 20 minutes later. I'll do I'll do you one better, Tommy. I'll tell you NYPD procedure as far as car chases go. Okay. NYPD procedure for car chases are they don't exist. We right. don't do them. So if I am in pursuit, because uh, New York State New York State law allows me to, if I am in hot pursuit, which means I have maintained visual con uh, visual eye contact with a perpetrator that's fleeing, right. I'm allowed to pursue them. However, if I go over the air and I go central, be advised, uh, um, 
to Adam, show me in pursuit of a vehicle. We're going on northbound on the FDR Parkway, headed towards 125 Street. Um, immediately, a supervisor will go over the air and cancel that. We are not allowed to do car chases in New York City because of the density of population. Right, so right. You're going you're gonna to kill someone. You're right. gonna kill somebody. If well, that's that, 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 well, o'clock in the afternoon. You know what I'm talking about. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like I said, L.A. is four million people spread yeah. across like a two-hour drive. New York City is nine million people across a twenty-minute drive. Yeah. You can't compare. You yeah. can't compare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so let me ask you. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. What, what was your thoughts on the car chase scene in the Batman as law enforcement? Because I got a good buddy of mine who's a police officer. And yep. he was like, he was like, it was a great, really entertaining scene. And he's like, but as a police officer, I can't watch things like this and enjoy them. He's like, to me, it was stupid. He said, Batman's you know, got this. Batman's got this no kill rule. You know how many yeah. fucking people he killed during that car chase? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, and then in the next scene, he goes in the next scene, Penguin was still at the fucking club. Yeah. So he could have just gone and got him. What the hell did he chase him for? Right. He, just, he knew where it was going to be. Well, imagine it was just an action scene. You're sitting on the Harlem River Drive, making your way to the GWB, right? Yeah. And next thing you know, a bunch of cars come flying up. Where the fuck are they going to go? Right. All right? Yeah. I've, been, I've been coming back from Tommy's house on the Harlem River Drive or on the Cross mm -hmm. Bronx in the middle of the night. And it's like, I'm going to stand still. So even as a, guy, as, a, as a law enforcement officer with lights and sirens going on my car, no one can move because there's right. nowhere to nowhere go. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Right. Yeah. 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 Nowhere to go. So yeah. when I worked in Queens, I worked in Queen I've worked in Queens, Bronx, and Brooklyn. When I worked in Queens, um if a jo a priority job came over, which means a uh burglary, robbery, assault, something that's like high level violent crime came over and if I tried to run to that job, lights and sirens screaming on top of the car, it would take me 45 minutes to 50 minutes to get from one side of Ridgewood to another side of Ridgewood. Mm -hmm. right. And that's a small, it's a small part, it's a small little area in Queens. It's a village in Queens, yeah. But it's bumper to bumper at four o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Not getting anywhere. So here comes, uh, let's say the tumbler. Here comes a tank, and you you remember in the Christian Bale movies, he's hitting cars and cars are flying. He's killing all those people <laughs> because it's just cars flying yeah. off the SDR parkway yeah. into the fucking river, and yeah. those people are all dying. So You're right, yeah, it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't, it looks really cool on movies, like your buddy said, it looks really great. But it never happens. No, no, mean, no, no. You no. watch OJ run away from LAPD, right? <laughs> right. Like, slowest car chase ever. Ever. Least, least exciting car yeah. chase ever. But that's how it and, is. And you, they always show the helicopter scenes of the chases in LA. And they always end up with a car, like, either smashing into a fucking fire hydrant or into a garbage container. And then yeah. goes on foot. And then they're playing like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, the suspect just jumped into a yard. A dog just grabbed him by the leg. And it was like, and that's it. It's over. It's like, okay. Then the Listen, there's nothing wrong with when they, send the when, when they send the dogs in, watching that dog chew on that guy for a little while until he stops fighting because that's a good time <laughs> for the whole family. All right? That's entertainment for the whole family. No, no, no. We're going to watch it. Watch yes, it's, it's okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Get your arms up. Make sure, like. 
it's funny. It's funny to me because you you posted a picture. Alex posted a picture of one of his recruits, and he says, "Can we? Can you believe we're from the same species?" The dude was like seven foot one or something like that. The dude literally was like shack sized, and Alex is like up to his waist, and he's like this. He's like, "This is my recruit." It's like fucking a. It's like okay, sleepy. I didn't know you hired black guys with Snow White. I didn't know what was happening there. That dude was that. That kid's name was Jeffrey Ward, and he was a specimen. He was like six foot seven. Yeah, he was enormous. He was gigantic, and I'm, I'm a whopping five four. So I was like, I was like at the bottom of his rib cage. Five four? Don't you mean four four? Oh, sorry. For those of you that can't hear, Alex is throwing a lot of fingers at me. But That's it. My point, Listen, my point was, was there, there was a big, there was a big brouhaha in my neighborhood in Flushing, and they sent like a bruiser squad. New York City police had bruiser squads. And two squad cars showed up, and four guys walked out of the cars, two white dudes, two black dudes, straight from the stage of Mr. Olympia. And it was just like, what the fuck? Where did these guys come from? They literally walked in the area, and everybody just settled right down. Like, everyone just stopped. Everyone was just like, oh, no, let's not argue with a six-foot-five, 300-pound guy. Let's just sit down and, and discuss it. Well. No. All right, I'll tell you a story, okay? I'll tell you one story. And uh, I had, we had a guy in the cell area of one of my precincts that I worked at, and the guy was just – he was completely lost his fucking shit, and we couldn't get near him because he was fighting. He was biting. He was throwing feces at us. It was like a monkey. He was throwing nice. Feces Spider monkey. Nice. Yeah. And Yeah, exactly. So we have to call um, emergency uh, SWAT in the NYPD is called ESU Emergency Service Unit. We don't have a – we don't call it SWAT. We call it ESU. Right. George, George Salazar works here. Yeah. ESU. So we call ESU for what's called a cell extraction. So they're going to come in and they're going to pull this guy out of the cell. Well, these two guys show up from ESU and they were gigantic. They were huge. They were like, you know, they duck under to come under the front door. Like one guy's like 6'5, the other guy's like 6'6. Six, six. 600 pounds combined between the two of them, right? <laughs> so they walk into the, as soon as they, the cell area had like a Dutch door, those two doors, that's the split doors. So yeah. they walk into the cell area, and as soon as they walk in, this guy must have been ready with a fucking hot smoking turd in his hand. And <laughs> they walk into the cell area. This guy flings a fucking hot shit rocket at both of them, and it hits the ESU guy in the leg. Now, they both have to basically crouch down so they can see the guy in the cell. And the guy <laughs> like, these gigantic motherfuckers crouch down to look at him. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And this ESU guy with his head crouched down goes, too late. <laughs> <laughs> All we heard from outside was, ah! <laughs> 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 They wrapped him up like a burrito and they carried him out. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. Goodness too late. <laughs> too late. Too late. Yes. Let's give that man an applause. Yes, let's give him an applause. Yes. But yeah, I mean, overall, I, I thought I thought the movie was good. Um, it could have been better. There are things that I didn't like, but there were definitely a lot of things I liked. Uh, Riddler was great. Awesome. I, I think the vagueness of the Joker was, like, almost unnecessary. Did you guys see the deleted scene? 
I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. Did you guys see it? I yeah. saw it. I think um yeah the vagueness of the Joker number it was totally unnecessary. And then right. even the, the deleted scene on top of it, again unnecessary. And I will just well, say for me personally, we've seen the we've seen plenty of the Joker. And Batman's right. got such a great rogues gallery of villains, which Granted, Jim Carrey played uh, Riddler before, but we've not seen an iteration of the Riddler in, what's that been, 20 years? So I thought right. it was cool that they did Riddler instead of doing the Joker again. So the fact that they're teasing the Joker in this movie, or, and they were potentially teasing it further with the, had they kept that deleted scene, I'm just like, we just had Joaquin Phoenix do it two years ago. Right. Amazing, yeah. You're never going to touch Heath Ledger, in my opinion. No, so no. I'm like, you got so many good characters to choose from with Batman. Like, are they going to try just try and get Joker in as the next villain in the next movie? Because come on, unless I, they keep I, him, if they keep him like in Arkham and he's just there as like he was like his first big bad and he's locked up right. and he goes to see him like that type of thing, maybe. But and I wasn't terribly impressed with um, what's his name as him in that scene. At least I mean, it's only one scene, but what's his name? Barry Cogan or something is it? Yeah, yeah, I don't think you're talking about. Yeah, he's good, but like his I, Joker didn't do much for me. I well, think because Bobby, of wait, the, wait, before you jump in, as an actor, and I believe Sean, you guys are all actors, right? Are you guys mm -hmm. all actors? Yeah. Yeah. Would any one of you want to touch the Joker no. after Heath Ledger? It would depend on the script. Sean. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it, it just doesn't, um, I mean, for me, like, I, I'm at a point in my career now where I'm only interested in doing things that I think suit me, right. that I would be good at. But I don't yeah. want to do something because I have an ego where, like, oh, I'd love to do that. I don't just want to be like, oh, I want to be Hamlet because Hamlet's Hamlet. Like, no, I want to be the character that I think I'm, that people can go, oh, he was great. In it. Like, you know. That that's what makes sense, and it doesn't. Right. It, it doesn't work. I I've never seen a version of Joker that would that I fit. I don't think it would work, and it, it just kind of. I mean, I don't necessarily subscribe to the whole. It's been done before, so we shouldn't do it again. But I because, but I I I, I don't. I don't know. I think it's just it. It's, it it does feel weird that we keep using him. Right. Um, when we don't need to necessarily. No, right. I, I, I feel Andrew kind of touched on it. There's such a great gallery of rogues in Batman. 100%. And because of the way they really went noir with this one, I could see the next one just being Harvey Dent. Sure. And not the Dark Knight kind of way it was done, but kind of because they did combine so many elements of the Batman year one, in the back yeah. of my one comic book, Harvey Dent is kind of like an assistant district attorney or something like that on his way up. And he's much like Batman. He's secretly, he's, in fact, he's working with Batman before Gordon is working with Batman, if I recall correctly. In, in the no, year the other is, yeah, they started with Gordon, then Gordon introduced him to Harvey Dent. Oh, well, whatever it is. But I think uh -huh. it, because of the way they did it, and like particularly the pathos of the Riddler, I think that's the way they would go. But in terms of like doing the Joker, if the script was, I mean, it's context, I suppose. 
what's the context right. of the Joker? Like, I, I don't want to do the Joker like Sean said. I don't want to do the Joker just because it's the Joker. Yeah. Like, I have no interest in that because it's like, you know, that... And, you know, when these, when these actors talk about, like, it stays with you, it's kind of hard. Like, I did just, like, my standardized patient work last Thursday. I played, in the morning, I played a manic, uh, a bipolar guy that was having a manic episode. And in the uh -huh. afternoon, I was playing a guy who had a stroke. And so, you know, it was like six hours of one and six hours of the other. And just physically to play that manic thing. I came home like last Thursday night. I was spent. It was like I ran a marathon that day. It was, it's just so exhausting to keep that energy to like portray it accurately. I, I don't see myself doing it just to do the Joker. So I agree with Andrew. Leave the Riddler could have been the big bad. There's no reason to diminish the Riddler. Right. Right. By bringing in the Joker. No. And Batman has such an extensive rogues gallery. Leave the Joker aside. Yeah. Bring in Zaz. Bring in the Calendar Man. Bring in a Killer Croc. I mean, if you right. really want to, you know, mm -hmm. like, there's such a wealth of um, Poison Ivy. You can go to Poison Ivy done yes. right, as opposed done to Uma right. Thurman. Even though I love me some Uma Thurman, but not as yeah. not as Poison Ivy. No, you know? that was so cheesy. Wasn't it Van Vader? Was uh, Bane in that one? The wrestler? Bane was in that one. He was just like was... a meathead that didn't talk, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Who picked you up know, the but... Batman sign and threw it down. Right. Tom Hardy was good as Bane. I thought that was pretty good. I don't know what the fuck yeah. was with that voice, but he was good as Bane. You know? he, he wasn't bad as Bane. Like I said, the Dark Knight, the first half of the movie, the Dark Knight Rises, the first half of the movie, great. The second half of the movie, garbage. It was literally monologuing for six months. Until Batman heals his back and comes back to fight, it was just such garbage. I couldn't, I couldn't take it. Somebody brought up something, and I want to ask you guys to see if it if it resonates with you. Someone said, "You remember? So you remember? Obviously, spoiler alert, whatever." But where Batman stabs himself in the heart with that injection. Now, I just assume it was adrenaline, but somebody yeah. told me, "What if it was venom?" Ve venom. Like, I, I said that to Sean actually. You do? Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't think of that. No, I I, I assumed it was yeah. just adrenaline. I I because I, I, I said to Sean, I said I think that might be a lead into Venom, and right. and, and Bane because like he got really like, Ugh! and yeah. I'm like oh, what if that right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Because the the Tom Hardy Bane didn't use Venom, I don't believe. No, if I'm, no. if I'm remembering correctly, right? Now, wasn't it basically just like whatever his breathing apparatus was helped him? breathe or something that, that, that they never really quite explain it they just have got he just got this thing on his face and they're like if he takes it off he could die i, I just can't get over the meme with the batman that they had with like <laughs> when he talks about having sex with catwoman i didn't take my suit off yes we really great. got into it. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. That was with uh, Raz al Ghul's daughter, right? Yes, yes, yes. Talia, yes, yes. Talia. Talia. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I thought Batman Begins didn't give Raz al Ghul enough. No, no, they, they, they enough they, credit, and I think he's like a fabulous villain, especially you know, thinking of what the geopolitical, socio-economical situation is today. Why yeah. they wouldn't use him as the big baddie. 
he could be the next big bad. And yeah. it doesn't have to be this over-the-top joker with the scar. It doesn't have to be that. Rosh Al Ghul's oh. a bad motherfucker, man. And speaking of Google speaking of over-the-top jokers, can we talk about Jared Leto's joker for a second? Yeah, you want. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Sean? Isn't Jared Leto the fuck You're looking very snide-like. Fuck that guy with his goddamn grill. Fuck that guy. I fucking hate... I, did you read that? It was really good. It was small, but that interview with Mads Mikkelsen that just came out where they were talking to Mads Mikkelsen because he's he's playing uh, the baddie in the Harry Potter movie that right. Johnny Depp was playing. And yes. he, they recast him. And from what I've heard, everyone's saying Mads Mikkelsen is the guy that should have cast from the beginning. From the beginning, like, right. He's right. a hundred yeah. times better than Johnny Depp. And someone asked him, they were like, what's your opinion of, of like taking on a role and the style of so many people getting into method acting and people like Jared Leto and how they take things. And from what we've heard, you're not, that's not your style at all. What's, and he like went off the handle and he was like, give me get it straight. Method acting is bullshit. Oh, he was shit. like, he was like, it is stupid. He was like, it doesn't make any sense. It's selfish. It's arrogant. He's yes. Like, yeah. My job is to come on set and be this character to the best of my ability. But my job is also to come on set and be nice and be a pleasure to work with and make yes. everybody else's job easy so that we can collaborate on a thing and get shit done. Yes. yes. I love Matt Mickelson. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah, and 1,000% and uh, correct because I just saw a thing about Morbius and Jared Leto. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Right. Uh, he apparently, because he was doing that whole scene before he transforms with the walkers, he would not let the fucking walkers go. And he had to go take a dump. So every time he had to go to the bathroom, it would take a fucking half an hour. And they had to hold everything up for the scene. So they apparently, apparently the compromise was, apparently the compromise was they sat his ass in a wheelchair and wheeled his ass to the bathroom. That reminds me of the scene in Tropic Thunder. When uh, when uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s characters, he's like he's like I remember after after playing Lance Armstrong, they found me in an alley in an old TV box trying to re-enter Earth's atmosphere. One of my favorite movies. Uh, thank you, Ben Stiller, for that gem. It so it's great. funny we're saying about stuff that like is weird from like a cop's perspective, stuff in movies that pisses you off because they're. I think of method actors and being selfish and like being all about yourself is it makes me think of that thing that pisses me off in every movie. And I, it happened in the Batman. It happens in all these movies where there's some sort of cop character or cop like character, but especially when it's a cop and they don't call for backup. They right. just go into the fucking building on their own. And yes. Like, what the fuck are you doing? No, no. Everything? Every, like, every FBI movie, like the X-Files was famous for it. Where they would just go into a fucking basement by themselves. No, motherfucker. They would have the entire team. They would come in. They would send in a fucking robot first to make sure there's no bombs. Then they send in some dogs. And then they're like 20 guys in full freaking uh, military getup would go in and say, clear. And then you guys would walk in. It wouldn't be like you with a fucking little six shooter. What the hell? No, no. Yeah, like I, like I told you guys earlier, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a trainer. That's what I do. I work in the police department and I'm an academy, I'm an academy instructor. And one of the things I tell the recruits all times is, I'm not a fighter. I don't get paid to fight. You know, like right. you know, Colin, uh, what's his Colin McGregor? He gets paid to fight. You know, like Evander Holyfield, he got paid to fight. Mike Tyson got paid to fight. 
I don't get paid to fight. I don't, right. There's no glory. There's no belt. There's no whatever. If I can take a guy down hand by hand, but what I can do is like, oh, I'm sorry. You want to fight? I'll just hang on one second. Yeah, Central, be advised. I need a additional unit. My location. Hang on a second. I got 20 of my friends coming up here to help me right. out. Bro. Right. Because that's not what I get paid to do. Right. And in fact, in, in in most cases where um things go south and go badly and end in tragedy is because cops try to do too much on their own. Right. They want to so cowboy up. Who's saying, fuck no, I'm not going. Cool story, bro. Hold on. Let me get 35 people dressed just like me to come over here. And then we're just going to pick you up and carry you away. And nobody's going to get hurt. Right. Because I, the one thing that as a member of the NYPD, 30,000 members strong that I can do is I can get a bunch of motherfuckers dressed just like me down here to handle right. it. Right. I don't have to fight you. Right. Just hang on one second. Just hang on. I'm getting some We'll talk. Okay. We'll talk. Right. We'll talk. No, no. Oh, we have to fight till they. We have to fight while they get here. No problem. Just gonna hold on to your fucking calf real quick till they all get here. <laughs> and then when all my boys and girls dressed like me come here, yes. I'm gonna go out of here. So there's two choices. You can walk with me, or you can be carried with me. Either way, I win. Yes. Oh, Alex. I don't think Sean noticed. Sean, did you notice? Alex, can you tilt the camera down? Alex is sporting the merchandise. Look at that. Look at Did it. You see Drink that? it in, motherfuckers. Drink it in. Oh, look at all of that. It's gorgeous. Look at that merch. Some sexy yeah. merch. Anyway. Sexy-ass merch. I'm glad I finally fit in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's ironic because I was going to wear my Defund the Police t-shirt, but I didn't. Nice. 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 Very good. Very good. <laughs> Well, I mean, so, okay, so, I, I think we chewed up the Batman uh, well enough, yeah, uh, overall. Like I said, I gave it a B plus. Uh, Alex, what do you give it? I give it a, I give it an A minus. Okay. It a minus. Yeah. Sean? Uh, yeah, I give it an A minus as well. I'm excited to see what comes, you know, even talking about Harley Quinn. Like, I think the, one of the cool things about the Joker thing at the end is I heard that one of the series they're talking about is having like an Arkham Asylum style series, you know, like, yes, game. I've heard that. Yeah. How popular that entity is. And it'd be so easy. That's a way to get the rogues gallery. And then and you think with the Joker already being in Arkham in this universe, that sets you up for doing that kind of uh, yes. Harley Quinn origin story. Like she can come in as the therapist and, and then 100%. just turn a fucking psychopath. Like we, you, uh, but, you know, crazy, crazy. That would be, you know, to have someone start the movie being a nice therapist. And by the end, she's a batshit murderer. You, you like, know what? That would be, that would be perfect. Almost like an anthology series, like American horror, where mm. it's clearly her talking to all the inmates and like each episode is just them relating how they got busted and how did that make you feel that whole thing and like you said and slowly bit by bit and then in the season finale you know she's Harley Quinn because she's gone completely loopy because now it all makes sense to her as opposed to just being a normal person kind of thing so yeah it would be a it would be a really cool Hugo Strange kind of tie in too like having Hugo Strange as the sort of administrator of Bob yes yes having all that other shit going yes. on which by Bob. the way uh what's his fit what's his name uh 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 on Gotham, the TV show. I thought he was a great Hugo Strange. I never saw Gotham, the TV show. 
I, well, I watched like the first couple of seasons because I was an extra one of the episodes. Were so, you? Bitch, that bitch Jada Pinkett Smith was in it. She was. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that show. Okay. Man, the production value on this show has gone up, man. Look at that. Uh, what did you? What, what's your grade for the Batman? Me? Yeah. Oh, um, well, I graded it on uh, on my letterbox, which I told you guys to get. You get get yourself a letterbox. Letterbox is like Untapped, you know, the beer app. Oh, that. okay, got it's like got that it, got for it, got it. Logging movies when you see them, but that's okay. a, that's on a that's on a star rating system, not like an A B rating system. So I gave it I gave it a four stars out of five. So that's an A. I stand by that. So that'd be A minus. That's an A minus. The B plus to an A minus. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. So we're more or less in consensus. Okay. Cool. All right. And now for the star of the show, Delirium Nocturnum, that's been fueling this discussion this whole time, from the Brewery Huyga since 1654. That's really impressive. I mean, that's really, I mean, honestly. So what did you guys think? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, I drank the whole thing and yeah. it was delicious. And I'm delicious. Definitely, feeling it, definitely feeling every ounce of it, which is great because yeah. I have to wake up at four thirty in the morning. So this is definitely gonna help in my ability to go to sleep shortly. <laughs> and uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it, man. It was way better than I thought it was gonna be. I was expecting bitter, hoppy IPA or just really bready kind of uh, stout, and I right. Got it. Okay, so what do you, uh, out of five, what do you give it grade-wise? I'm going to give it a four out of five. Four, four out, of five. out of five. Okay. Andrew? Um, I really liked it. I liked it. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. You guys know um, that I'm not a big fan of dark beers. And, yeah, you're an IPA um, guy. Yeah. Yeah, and like the, I, I again, I expected this to be kind of like a stout, which I'm not really a huge stout fan or like a porter or something like that, being that it was dark. Um, but it really, I mean, it is, right? It's an ale, so it's not, um, it was great. Um, you know, it's not my favorite beer. I don't know that I go out of my way for this specifically over other beers. Um, but I think like you said, right off the bat, Tomo, it, it, it drinks real nice. It seems like it would be like a real heavy, dark beer, but it doesn't drink like that at all. It drinks like right. just real easy, not overly heavy at all, not overly carbonated, doesn't like, Oh, it just goes down smooth. It's got a lot of good flavor going on. It's a little on the sweet side for me. Um, so it's not, again, it's not my absolute favorite, but I really liked it. So I guess I'd say like a, like a three and a half. 3.5? Yeah. Okay. Sean? I give it a, I give it a 3.9. I, I, I like it more than Andrew. Um, I think we've had some Belgian ales like in the past that have been really knock out. And yeah. this is really this is really good. I mean, it's one of those where it's like eight point five and I mean I don't feel it. It doesn't feel like an right. eight point five. Right. Um so yeah, like I'm I'm happy that and this is it reminds me of good beers like because I, we I was away for the weekend. We we went on a big family uh vacation up in the Catskills. Okay. And um we we stopped by a brewery up there uh, in Hunter, New York, and um, just on the way, cause it's right by where we were staying, and I picked up a bunch of cans of their stuff that that they brew there, and it was fucking garbage. My mm. God, it was all 
dog shit. Like, it oh. was so fucking bad. We went there the next day to eat, and it was really good food, weird enough. The food was really good, and they said to us about the beer. They were like, oh, do you want anything? It's like, oh, I recommend this one. And my wife said, like, oh, he came by the other day, and he picked up some some beers. Uh, and the waitress said, oh, you tried the, this IPA? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I did. And she said, what do you think about it? And I said, mm, I didn't like it. I thought it was bad. <laughs> and she was like, oh. And then she was, like, trying to explain it away, like, oh, well, some people are used to this, or some people are used to that. Right. It took everything in me to be like, no, it's shit. I've done a hundred episodes of a fucking podcast. <laughs> beer, I man. have drunk more beer than you have, you 22-year-old fucking waitress. Don't explain this shit beer to me. Explain me beer, fucking A. I know what it should fucking taste like, and it shouldn't taste like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Maybe the people in the Catskills, they're like, this is this is what good beer tastes oh, like up here when I'm not fucking my sister. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That gets a double rib shot. Wow. Yes. Um, wow. I, I'm, I'm right there with all you guys. I, I'm going to go with Alex. I give this a 4.0. Um, like everybody said, I, I mean, it's 8.5%. It doesn't drink like an 8.5%. Not at all. Uh, caramel notes, good carbonation, easy, no funny, like after, sometimes like they get too crazy with the hops and after you're done, it kind of feels like someone stuck a broom in your mouth and it's like, ah, this is a bit much. Um, but this was, this was delightful from beginning to end. Um, yeah, 4 and of course, because we are 101 episodes in, I feel like if this was episode 25, this would be like a four or five beer. But we've had so many beers over the years. At this point, it's like, this is a really nice beer, but a really nice beer is a four. Now, whereas mm -hmm. back in the day, a really nice beer was a four or five. And, I, and in fact, I think Sean, like the Amagang, Belgian double alley ale is the one we had, like, was a 4.6 or something like that. I think that was the highest beer we rated. And I think this would be there back then. And I think if we had the Amagang now, it would be more, maybe 4.1, 4.2 maybe. That's it. But it wouldn't be a 4.6 because our, you know, chart is different. It's no, it's no Vesper Martini, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know, Tommy. You and I have drank some pretty shitty beer back in the day, bro. But uh, don't remind me. Don't remind me. God. We, I, dude. We for Sean and Andrew, we used to drink Coors Light by the pitcherful in the college bars, and it yeah. was a delightful beer. And 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 Andrew, you know, because on the Fourth of July episode, we tried Coors Light, and it was absolute garbage. It was dog shit. It was dog shit left on a wet garbage pile in the fucking summer sun. That's so what it was. In a can, bro. Yeah, oh, sure. God, it was so awful. But we drank it is... by the pitcher, and we're glad to have it, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, because the pitcher was $4. <laughs> you literally got, like, eight beers for $4. It was great. And then, and then Tommy would order a round of Goldschlager and fucking almost kill me. <laughs> well, <laughs> we also used to hit the 151 when it was available all the oh. time. Oh my God! I forgot about so, the one fifty one. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yes, uh, anyway. sweet baby Jesus, buddy. 
All right, folks. Well, uh, that's the end of this episode 101. That's our, our call on the Batman. We all give it about a B plus A minus. Um, our beer, Delirium Nocturnum by the Hoiga Brewery out of Belgium. We Andrew gives it a 3.5. Sean a 3.9. I give it a 4.0. Alex gives it a 4.0. Uh, thank you, Alex, for joining us for this episode and bringing your mountain of useless uh, geek comic book knowledge to the episode. <laughs> And reinforce. I always feel like I'm like yelling into the void when I start talking <laughs> comic books because like Andrew and Sean just look at me like, my God, look at this old nerd. How did he That's ever? That's not true. How did this old motherfucker ever get, all this ever get laid? <laughs> ever? How did women let him see them naked? Ever? No. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Alex, thank you. We give a round of applause to you. Thank you for joining us. Yep. Thank you, guys. Um, Thanks, Alex. And uh, just a reminder, folks. Our next episode that we're working on will be a count, because we haven't done a count. We were a little bit late this year. We haven't done our normal uh, yearly countdown. We're doing a countdown of the best Nicolas Cage movies. Oh in preparation God. for the release of The Unbearable Weight of Unlimited Talent. Is that right? Or Unbearable Talent? I forget. Yeah, I think you had it right the first time. Unbearable Weight of... Massive Talent. Massive, yeah. Massive Talent. Thank you. Yes. Which looks amazing with Pedro Pascal. Um, so we're going to have basically, we're going to 16 best uh, Nicolas Cage movies from four decades, 80s, 90s, aughts, and the 10s slash 20s. So uh, we will be posting about that. Maybe you guys could care to watch with us and, and do that uh, uh, as well. And we're going to, that's going to be our next set of shows. So. Once again, thank you, everybody. Alex, thank you so much. Um, Thanks, guys. Take it easy, guys. See you next time. Laters. Laters.